Hey, welcome everybody. This is Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high quality content across live stream platforms. And Livestream Stars is brought to you by Livestream Universe, LivestreamUniverse.com and Livestream Deals. Check it out, LivestreamDeals.com. We have a whole bunch of great uh, products and services and discounts. You can get 30% off all live you products that are sold in the live use store both live use solo and uh all the accessories also uh there is a replay package available for uh vid summit it was a fantastic conference uh head on over to livestreamdeals.com there's a big image of uh vid summit click through and you can check out uh the replay packages that are available for vid summit today we have a fantastic guest kim doyle will be joining us in just a couple minutes as i'm <clears throat> losing my voice just slightly but we're gonna we're gonna push on through this is actually the first of two shows that uh i'm gonna be doing tonight i will be uh along with rachel moore i'll be wrapping up the uh be live birthday celebration and conference from 9 30 to 10 doing a top 10 of uh tips for Getting to be a best of Be Live, and Kim Doyle, who will join us momentarily, was one of our first uh, nominees for best of Be Live. Welcome, everybody. Alfredo, Carlos, Tim, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, let me tell you real quick uh, what's going to be coming up uh over the next uh, couple days or weeks uh, in just a second here. I'm using a new feature here. So there it is. Uh, so as we mentioned tonight, we have Kim Doyle Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, L.A. radio personality. Kristen Cruz will be with us uh, next week on Monday. We have a special World Series preview edition of Livestream Stars, former Major League pitcher Tommy John. Yes, that guy. You hear about Tommy John surgery. Well, he's the first person who ever had Tommy John surgery. And, oh, by the way, it was successful, and he ended up pitching till age 46 and pitching in three World Series with the Yankees and the Dodgers. And so uh, super honored to have him on next Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then it's the LinkedIn expert, Thursday night, Vivica Von Rosen. She's an international keynote speaker and author. And we're going to talk to her about some of the recent changes with the LinkedIn platform, including including the addition of native video. So that's what's coming up on Livestream Stars. Again, uh, join me later tonight on the Be Live TV Facebook page for uh, a mini best of Be Live as Rachel Moore and I wrap up uh, Be Live's day-long first birthday celebration. Welcome, Brad Friedman. RJ Redden is here. Great to see you both. Uh, it, it's so great to have everybody here. Please do share this out. Kim is a phenomenal guest. We're going to bring her on in just a second. Uh, so please do share this out. Let people know that uh, we're going to be talking all about content, content marketing, how you can develop your content, audio content, video content, blog content, email content, whatever kind of content you like to create. We're going to discuss it uh, today. And our guest is Kim Doyle, who uh, is joining us. And Kim is just somebody I've gotten to know 
I'd say within the last six months to a year, she's fantastic. She's the host of the WordPress Chick podcast, which I had the privilege of being a guest on. Uh, on that podcast, she shares her passion for business. She geeks out over tools <laughs> and plugins that make life easier and cast the spotlight on others doing awesome work in the online space. Kim's a coach. Of course, a content marketer. She's a digital strategist, and she believes everything is content. That's something we're going to get into uh, in just a moment. She shares her journey, the successes and struggles through her daily emails, blog posts, podcasts, live streams. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, she was a best of be live, uh, best of be live selection. Uh, one of the things I love that Kim does is she puts her. Uh, group members, members of her um, content creators Facebook group in the hot seat and actually kind of coaches them and helps them work out their problems right on a live stream, which is is pretty awesome. She also has a new uh, product coming out called Lead Survey. She's the co-founder. It's scheduled to launch in December 2017, and Lead Surveys makes it easy to segment your email list and generate quality leads through simple surveys that convert and so we say welcome uh kim doyle it's great to chat with you what's up ross thanks for having me here that was like an intro i hope i can live up to <laughs> i need to get you to do that all the time yeah the pressure is on right now um mm -hmm. but i think you're up to the task you've been podcasting for what now four years i think i have four years audio is probably still my favorite media medium of content i i love podcasting so before I um, actually got to know you personally, I found your podcast and I, I love how you do a podcast because, yes, you have guests on and and that's a nice part of it. And you talk about um, what's going on with those guests and showcase them. But a lot of what you do is just sharing your own story and sharing what you're going through. And you tend to even with there weave in like mini stories and just kind of react. And I, I was curious kind of what your process is like. Um, are, are you pretty spontaneous with it? Do you do you do an outline beforehand? You know, I mean, if you don't mind sharing some of the secret sauce, I always wonder what of the things you talk about. Is it all is it all planned or do you really just is it just like we're having a conversation on the phone or through Skype and it goes where it goes? Yeah, no, I'd love to tell you that it was planned, right? So, like, I kind of, I'll, I, for a while, I, you know, I like Anchor, too, and so I was keeping a running list for Anchor, but this this all started, you know, I've been creating content and doing the podcast. The podcast, I when I do a solo show, I write it out, and so I'll take a few hours very easily to do those blog posts, and I never read it, but I use it as a guideline, but in terms of, like, the daily emails or social stuff or anything that I do in the group, you know, it really is like what's going on in my life, what's what I want to share. And I started this because I had watched Ben Settle do this daily email um, for probably a year. I was on his list before I became a uh, customer for email players. And I was just committed. You know, it's like I had gone this I, 2018 will be 10 years that I've been doing this stuff online full time. Right. And I never thought I was going to get into WordPress or web design. I don't do service work anymore, but mm -hmm. it was like one thing led to another. I was into content. I loved doing it. And then I kind of, I shifted. I, I discovered Facebook paid traffic, which I still think is phenomenal, but it should complement content. Like 
Right. Your content has to be there. And so I had kind of gone into this high ticket mastermind stuff and I had amazing adventures and met great people. But like my sweet spot is just me, like engaging and connecting and creating. And so I just told myself, look, just just do the and I called it my almost daily email. And what's up for Jeff? He's out there. He does it, too, is, um, you know, doing. I was like, just just model what Ben did. And I don't write, I write in my own voice. So it's like kind of this little story and with one link and it was simple. And I just promised myself, just commit to doing this as frequently as you can. Cause I was horrible, Ross. It was like maybe twice a month I'd email my list. And then there were, and then it was those like those really boring newsletters. Like here's a post, here's a plugin I found and here's this, right? And I just, it didn't resonate with me. I'm like, there's no voice, there's no personality. And when I launched the podcast, <laughs> I did it because I was just, I was kind of fed up and I'm like, I need to have more fun. That's it. Mm -hmm. If it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And it was because the podcast, I can't be anybody but me. And right. so I started getting validation, right? And I was like, huh, nobody wants to read. And and when you're, I'll, I'll tell you a little story. Do you have sex for a story? Sure, sure. Okay, okay. So, cause nobody wants to read these boring, like, you know, here's my article and then here's a testimonial and then here's how you can work with me and here's how great I am and here's how great I am and here's right. Nobody cares. So it's funny because an example I was, I was thinking of just now is Genesis, right? Like I was talking to um, a friend of mine, Devinder today, and we were talking about how things are sort of shifting. I, I feel a lot of shifts happening in WordPress, but Genesis and StudioPress used to be these big premium themes. They merged with, cop with Copyblogger. And it's just sort of like, um, I don't know, it feels sort of like IBM versus Apple. Like there's no more personality in what they do, you know, where this, this sort of methodical, tried and true, um, like really uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a process, but it just canned is where I'm right. Mm. Canned type of content regurgitated seven ways. Like I was going to do a post, like seven ways to create five headlines and four easy steps that only take you three minutes to do twice a day. Right. Because it's like, Oh, at listicles work and they work, but be original. And I think what happens and I've noticed this. Um, yeah. Like I'm just reading Sarah's comments too. When people join the content creators group, one of the questions we ask is what, how are you, what are you struggling with, with content? Do you know how many people say how to do it fast and effectively, right? And first of all, the only way to do it fast and effectively is to practice it, right? I mean, there's no, I, there's no like magic potion here, but it's when you're trying to do it in this canned, it needs to meet all these criteria, throw that out the window, show up, share the journey and do it in your own voice. Wow. So when you were talking about Genesis, you're talking about the WordPress themes? Or? Yes. Sorry, I should have been. Yeah, the Genesis okay. framework for WordPress by so, Studio Press. Yeah. So now you were always a big fan of, of those because you always recommended or you always said that you I don't know whether you recommended, but you always talked about that. That's what you used for your websites, right? Yeah. And it, it kind of gave me um, a little bit of a niche because I was using Studio Press before Genesis. Um, and so when Genesis came out, a lot of people, I'm not a developer, but I thought I can show everyday people how to use this and, and, and just set it up. Right. And so it was like, I found this space, but I always kind of felt like one of these things just doesn't belong here because Genesis is very code centric, the, mm -hmm. the community in general. And so 
it was as soon as I took a stance, like I'm not a developer, but I can show you how to use this stuff. That's right. where I found my audience. Um, but yeah, that's what I was talking about. Genesis. Do you continue to use those themes today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I don't do a ton of stuff anymore, to be honest with you. You know, what's crazy <laughs> is even with lead surveys, I've got someone who's doing the site. I don't have time anymore. I would, this mm -hmm. is, this makes me happy, right? Like I want to create content. I want to connect with people. I want to make stuff. I, I don't want to sit and attempt to play with themes anymore. It's just, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. You know? Right. Right. So you're not actually even doing your own uh, web updates and stuff anymore. Well, I mean, I maintain and do all my right. own content and all that stuff, but it's like, you know, looking at, at it shifting and finally getting kimdoyle.com back up. I'm like, I actually found something I really like. So I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And then if I need tweaks, I still have a developer and a designer because I grew an outsourcing company. Mm -hmm. I, I never wanted to do that either. You know? So, <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I want to bring up Sarah's question and you, you sort of uh, you mentioned what she was saying in the comments. So I'll, I'll kind of tweak a little bit off. She asked, do you, do you, do you struggle with perfectionism, uh, not wanting to do something until it's perfect? And I guess the other question is, and this is maybe something I struggle with if it were to do a daily email or, or whatever, is you don't want to really dilute the best stuff you do by doing too much stuff, right? Like, you don't like if I do one or two shows a week or three shows a week and I'm, I feel really good about them, am I helping myself or hurting myself if I go live every day with just chatter now i think it's fine because of the way the algorithm works and all that if i decided to go live every day that would be fine but i think I, that's what holds people back from email marketing because i think they feel like okay i've got to create something special for my list or i shouldn't email them particularly if if you're there's somebody who hasn't been emailing regularly right so it seems like oh i can't just reach out and say hi right <laughs> well you would you would think that and i'll answer um sarah's question and, and it's just one sec but the funny thing is ross is it's like you know when i looked at ben settle stuff and i'm like he's literally selling his email players six out of seven days of the week and then maybe he'll do a link to his podcast or you know quarterly he does an affiliate promotion for for stuff um and yep <laughs> i'm sorry i just saw brad's if it's not fun i'm doing it i'm not doing it totally brad um but here's the thing is that and i noticed this now since i started doing the emails the daily emails is that when I hear from somebody that I haven't heard from, I'm like, who are you? Bye. And I unsubscribe, right? So it is one of those. And y'all yeah, have people unsubscribing. But what I did is I just shared, you guys, I'm going to try this. I've been following it. So there was a level of transparency about it. And the other piece with that is that I just, you know, it's like after, I don't know, I think the, I feel like the internet's internet marketing space is changing. You know, people are tired of the Lamborghinis and the yachts and the look what I did. Right. And it's like the highlight reels, right? I mean, the highlight reels absolutely celebrate them, but you become so relatable when it's like, I mean, like, can I swear on this show? I won't be, I won't drop any F-bombs. <laughs> Yeah, other than an F-bomb, I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I felt like life was kind of a shit show for the last two weeks, all right? right? Like, I had some personal stuff going on, and it was like, Kim, just get through. <laughs> just right. get through the next two weeks. The people who are part of your tribe are going to get through. It's fine, right? So, and I kind of shared, you guys. I've been a little MII, but at the same time, then I was, I, I was back today, and it was kind of like, all right, new week. Things are looking up, and I'm like, I don't want to keep reliving this, right? Because I'm not... Right. I'm totally glasses half full. Um, let me address Sarah's question. And I did, Sarah, for a long time, the whole perfectionist piece. 
piece, but it was as soon as I started this daily email and I simply shared, you guys, I'm committed to mastery of the fundamentals, right? And it mm -hmm. sounds so friggin' boring. It really, really does. Like, like, but if I could turn back the clock, this is what I would do. I would really practice and study email marketing. I would practice and study copy and, and take the time. My friend Steve, I think he's probably here, Steve, but he was always my go-to guy with headlines. Now we'll work through headlines together. Now we'll stop and go, and he'll pull out a sentence for me like, well, what is this saying to them? And all of a sudden, it was like this missing piece went off. But the thing is, you have to still be producing while you're mastering, right? Like you can't just wait right, right. until you're better. But just tell people what you're doing. That's right. it, right? I mean, that just tell people what you're doing. And I'm like, that's all you have to do. I mean, I share <laughs> the most random stories, right? My son dropping his breakfast up the stairs. I don't know how many times I've told that. Or me falling down my stairs <laughs> because I was going to take the dogs for a walk and I was looking at my phone to decide what I was going to listen to instead of looking at the stairs. And I was like, oh my gosh. Not being focused is something we do in our business all the time. So I tied the story to being focused. And then I just pick a link, whether it's a plugin, an article, a podcast interview today, right? Today's email was about today's live stream. Right. Um, so I think you'd be surprised. Truly, everything is content. Yeah, right. it was it was kind of funny though, Nicole, because I didn't, I was more mad that I broke my sunglasses. <laughs> I didn't get hurt. <laughs> hey Nicole, how are you? Welcome. Um, so I'm Ross Brand. This is Kim Doyle is our guest today. You're watching live stream stars. And one of the things that um, stands out, though, is everything seems like whether it does or it doesn't has a process and has an intention in the larger framework. Right. Like so mm -hmm. you're what you write about or how you speak may be just kind of from the heart and what's fun and what's going on. Um, but. In order to do a daily email, in order to have your blog posts come out on time and, and keep up your podcast schedule and everything, you still have to have some discipline and some organization that goes into all that. Um, is that how you are naturally or did you construct a framework with tools or is there some like what, what got you to where everything you do in my mind is like very highly professional. And stands out <laughs> that way. No, no, you know, I'm being, yeah. I'm being serious. No, no, I so, appreciate like, it. When you're in it, you don't feel like it. <laughs> when, when you go to your work, when you go to your website, it it doesn't look like you decided you were going to throw a page together for some reason, and it it looks like something that okay, this had a plan, and this blog post had a purpose, and everything looks really well organized. So what I'm asking, I guess, is how you schedule so that you you're sure that you find the time to do it right and to do it consistently with email and podcasting and content and going live and all the different elements that make up your your content uh your whole all your content really well you know honestly as i keep it simple ross i've done so many different project management tools i still asana is okay but now i'm at the point i don't really even need it right because it really consists for me of scheduling live streams or interviews and everything else is my time now. I am I am officially like done done with like website or maintenance work or any of that stuff. It's all done. So I, I'm kind of I'm one of those people. <laughs> I totally think of my mom when I think of this. Like I thrive on a routine. I thrive on a schedule, right? And so Monday and Fridays, with this exception, right? If somebody else has me on, it's different. I don't schedule calls. 
Mondays and Fridays, that doesn't happen. Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday are mine. And like, I'm, pro- I probably have enough podcast interviews for the WordPress chick to take me into January. Right. So I, I could probably skip oh. interviews. Right? So working ahead is a big uh, key then. Yeah, I just run, and it's funny because I'm like, when I connect with somebody I like, like uh, Dr. A.D. Finch, we're going to do a live stream tomorrow, and I connected with her on one of your shows, and I was like, I love her, she's fun, let's talk, let's, you know, and right, so right. it's really that I, I trust my my intuition and my own intentions for things, um, but I also, I, I don't know, maybe it's getting older, I need downtime, I'm really good about protecting my own time, and I have little routines. So every morning when I do get to my desk, I have certain sites that I look at for resources, for plugins, for tools, for now SaaS products I like, you know, and so I do that while I'm having my coffee. Something will trigger, and I just trust that it'll trigger the email or that day's events or whether it's a podcast. So I email for every podcast, I email for every live stream. And then there's times where I'm thinking, what am I gonna email about? Because even really for the WordPress chick, Mm-hmm. There will be one thing for sale on that site shortly, and that's it. I'm going to keep it simple, um, but really, <laughs> that's so fun. I love seeing people. I'm like, yay, you know, <laughs> we're going to have fun tomorrow. Um, but but other than that, it's like, uh-uh, I use Google Docs, Google Calendar, and I just, I don't know, I've learned to trust myself, and it's it's been a process, but the content piece, it's funny because I think that, like, from an idea perspective, yeah, it has to be fun to me, right? So it's like... Like when I was looking at doing um, a continuity, like a membership for content, I was like, I don't want to do, here's how to do a, a listicle post this month and here's how to do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Stuff is changing all the time. And you have to be willing to be the, the guinea pig. You have to be willing to say, hey, you know, it's like when, when I did that with Anchor in the group and it was like, oh my gosh, they've updated their UI. You guys, this is fun. You can now make a video from the audio. And I, I did a quick screencast. So it has to be try this or put this spin on it or try this story or share something from your childhood, whatever you literally everything is content. And I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> so you're doing the emails, that part of it, you're basically doing those each day. Yeah. So it really is what's mm-hmm. going on with you in real time, plus mm-hmm. a link to something that relates to that day's story or that day's right. Yeah. Um, or- or really quick, something that just inspired me. I sent an article, I sent a link one time to an article with, um, it was Bill Watterson, who was the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. And I read an article on Medium about a little bit of his background. And it was just, I don't know, you know, like, I'm like the Disney girl. I like Harry Potter. I like positivity and, and good right. motivation. So I was like, this feels good. And I thought, hey, guys, if you feel like reading something this weekend, here you go, you know. And it's just me being me. All right. Um Let's talk about lead surveys. I think uh, this is a very interesting concept. It's a new product that you have uh, that you co-founded that's going to come out in December. I keep saying you like uh, you've never heard of it before. But, <laughs> uh, I'm really talking to everybody, not to Kim here. Uh, she's pretty familiar with her own product, and that's why we're going to ask her about it in just a second. Leadsurveys.io is the website. Um, and so the, the concept of surveys is something that those of us who are playing around a little bit in the email marketing area, but aren't that familiar, hear a lot about the importance of surveys. Why, why are surveys important? So I'm going to set this up, Ross, as though sure. I were doing a, a survey on your site, right, for live streaming universe. Okay. 
Okay. And so, so if I go to your site and I'm like, oh, whether it's I'm watching a live stream or mm-hmm. I've seen something, but I'm like, oh, I heard about Livestream Universe. And you get there, you know, everybody, you know, I, I used to be really shy, not shy, but I was um, just, here's my little opt-in over here. Now I'm like, here's the scroll mat. Here's the exit pop. Here's the sidebar. Here's the, the content <laughs> upgrade. And not as bad as Neil Patel, who God bless him, will put like 14 in on one post. But the thing is the goal, because people will start reading or engaging with your content. And so they don't go back necessarily. Okay. So that everybody needs to be doing it in multiple places. But the whole thing is like, I've done surveys to my list and you know, if you get, I got, I don't know, 85 answered the last one. It was like, well, cool, but this is such a small sampling. Right. Right. And what if the second somebody came to your site, like if I came to your site and I was like, and you said, Hey Kim, are you live streaming? Or are you, are you, or are you interested? In? And I said, I'm interested next. And just like three, four questions, you guys. And then the next question was, which platform do you choose? Prefer Facebook or YouTube? Great. Do you have a mic or that? Right. So all of a sudden now, you know, Kim is interested in live streaming. She'd rather use Facebook and she's got a high LPR 40 and she's a podcaster. Right. So all of a sudden, now you know exactly how to talk to me. And so the whole thing is like everything, anybody in internet marketing's heard, oh, you know, the money's in the list, the money's in the list. It is, but to me, this sort of puts it back on the quality of the subscriber. And it's also sort of getting over that. So you're segmenting people, right? You're putting people into individual groups and now you know what they're doing. You can contact them based on what they've answered. And ideally, this will probably not be version zero because my partner will kill me if I say it otherwise is, um, you know, so then next time I came back to your site, you could say, hey, Kim, last time you were here, you said you were a podcaster. Did you see my interview with such and such who is also a podcaster or whatever? Right. So there's all this kind of retargeting and conditional logic stuff that can happen. And it's, it's just to start that conversation with people so that you're not, you know, blasting everybody with the same stuff all the right, time. Right. Welcome, Justin Brown. Justin, great to see you. Dr. Finch is here. Uh, Larry Snow, thanks everybody for joining us. Please do share this out. Uh, Kim is dropping some major knowledge here about email marketing, content marketing, podcasting, and just everything to do with content creation. Her motto is everything is content. Um, So the idea is then that you're are you building mini lists within your list based on that? Or are you reaching out or do you see people with say smaller lists really reaching out one, one to one, like me writing to you and saying, Hey, I'm offering, I have a coaching plan or I have uh, a program that you might be interested in. That's a quick start to, uh, to live streaming for people who already have their gear and, you know, are, are kind of, familiar with online broadcasting through podcasting and other other content creation you know something like that well so it's it's very similar to using tags right like in your mm-hmm. email service provider but it's happening at the point of opt-in and all of this data will then go you know and i'm sure you'll you'll pop up the questions that were coming through about lead surveys because there's a bunch yeah, yeah. um yeah okay great and uh so yeah, feel free to produce as we go <laughs> Okay, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, um, <laughs> um, okay now I'm like, where was I? So, so Larry asks, is uh, lead surveys only for subscriptions or embed option for your website or both? I don't know what you mean for subscriptions, Larry, but it's it's a SaaS product. It's there will be a WordPress plugin eventually, but you'll it'll everything will sit within lead surveys. 
you'll create your survey within there and you just copy and paste a piece of code and we'll have um, great, you know, analytics and data and stuff. And well, that's, you know, like we're just saying too, that's the whole point is also like he's saying to serve relevant content, you know? So once somebody answers that question, I think it's going to be powerful in terms of e-commerce options. You know, if you go to a site, are you here for men's shoes or women's shoes or whatever, you know, there's a lot of options with that. Um, Will that ultimately determine what we see when we go back to a website so that different people like I, I get the idea that segmenting the listener. Do you see down the line that, you know, my experience going to your website will be different than somebody else's experience? Yeah. Like it won't just be an option. Like if this is your first time, click here or whatever. But actually, like I'll get I'll see a new blog post where somebody who's, you know, uh, say the first time visiting your site gets a blog post that's more of a, an intro to what you do or gets your bio or something right. like that. Well, that's the whole point. And so, you know, like uh, Brendan Dunn has something called Right Message where he's doing that. And, and I haven't gone into like personally, I'm not going to create three different versions of a piece of content. And I don't, I'm not saying that that's what his does, but it's we are going towards a much more personalized experiential marketing. Right. And this mm -hmm. is just from observation. And for me, here's the here was the big thing is and for anybody listening to this who's like, I don't segment, I don't do this. I mean, there's triggered links and, you know, and there's so many, you know, different little things that you could transactional emails that we can set up. Um, and I saw someone else uh, asked about Bonjoro and yeah, because I actually interviewed Matt from Bonjoro and for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's like, if you subscribe to a site, I can shoot you a video on my phone. Hey Ross, thanks for subscribing. I just wanted to thank you to lead surveys, family, blah, blah. Right. So integrating with stuff like that for sure. But the thing is, um, uh, I'll, I'll add to that in just one sec, Brad. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, is so for lead generation, and you go to a site and it's like, oh, want my free ebook? Here you go. Right. And I've done quizzes and I think quizzes are great, but I've created a few. And one, you need to be entertaining and engaging, right? To get people to want to take it. Nobody cares about what their content type is. I tried. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> interested. Like, I should be podcasting, right? So at the same time, like, I'm not going to do a quiz that is asking people, you know, which Harry Potter character are you? Because that's not a relevant targeted lead right. for me, right? And the thing is, so creating a quiz is a lot of work. Okay, so there's that. The other piece, though, that I was going to say is there's kind of this almost like a banner blindness where it's like, okay, yeah, opt in for, for free ebook. Oh, yeah, opt in for this, opt in for that. And so the set, because I saw this, I totally got this idea from someone's site where it was custom coded. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was like three little questions. I'm like, he knows so much about me right away. And I was like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Um, and so to answer the integrations, I think version zero, Brad, it'll be Zapier. And then we do, we will have, we're going to start with five or six native integrations and just keep adding them based on demand. Uh, MailChimp will be one of the first ones. I think it's MailChimp convert kit, drip active campaign, AWeber. I, I'm not sure. I have to check. I'm not the developer. So, so first is Zapier. That's yeah, it'll be, be the Zapier. first one. Yeah. Um, I, if you're, if you're not comfortable answering this question or you haven't thought about it yet, we can just move on. But have you uh, given some thought to the pricing uh, of the yeah. product? Oh, yeah. No, there's going to be three pricing uh, tiers. And I think the first one, it's, it's 67. Um, and then it's just based on. And trust me, for anybody listening, this was all news to me because every time a survey loads, whether or not it displays or not, there's a call to the server. So it's like 
learning where our tangible costs were was this whole eye-opening thing to me. Right. At the same time, I don't know, I'm sure there's people watching this too who have subscribed to these things and you're like, I get 2,000 views or I get 5,000 leads. Like some of the language is so misleading. It's like, what does that mean? So we're keeping it, the pricing is done so there is no, well, you or this many visits or this much traffic. And and one, you know, maybe when it's launched, we could have Gordon on too, because he could probably, it's monthly, Justin. Um, and then we'll be storing all the data um, and everything. And I know there's a couple other things out there, but it'll be 67 a month. And not we're going to do training and everything. Not one of those things where it's unlimited, but if anybody actually uses it, then you go into the fair use thing and it's like an extra $100 or whatever. Yeah. Now, and just for people listening, let me, you know, a little bit of background. So it's like, and my partner, they, I don't know, they had developed like hundreds of WordPress plugins. They did a lot of uh, white label private software products. And this is another piece to relationships like this. He reached out to me over like a year and a half ago because they were moving plugins off of Code Canyon and we just hit it off. He's hysterical. And he's like, do you have any ideas for a plugin? We started working on a plugin, but I could not wrap my head around a WordPress plugin because the pricing model needs to be completely redone in WordPress. Um, nobody wants to pay for things. And it's just, you have so many instances of installations where things can go wrong. I think support would be a nightmare to be honest with you. And then I came across this, but, but so Gordon, I mean, he's working directly with Pagely. Pagely is who hosts Optin Monster. So they're complete. So it's like, everything's done. We're working with Braintree and PayPal. And so everything is all set up. So he can probably talk more to the technical, I want to help you make money with lean surveys. Right. Uh, the great streaming attorney, Mitch Jackson, is here. Welcome, Mitch. He asks, uh, Kim, thoughts about adding video to email, like BombBomb or similar services. Any tips for adding video to email? Um, you know, I haven't tested it, to be honest with you, Mitch, but I'm more about getting somebody to click through and take an action, I guess. So, I mean, I love GIFs, unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like gifts can kind of make a statement, right? But um, I haven't tested it. And I think it would just be a matter of, of, of running a split test, to be honest with you. And then and then doing things kind of like, you know, if you see a post that says, you know, live stream with video or, or um, going live with Rust. And then in the headline, you put brackets video, right? So in the email, I'd make sure to put, you know, video inside. And I subscribe to this financial gal who on Sundays does like a weekly audio. And so she said, you know, and she makes sure to put audio in the headline. It's not hosted within the email. You click through to listen to it host on Libsyn or something. But um, I've never done it. You know, my goal is always to get them back to my site to go get the content there or to click through to that. I, I try. It's usually just one call to action. So you feel like if somebody clicks through to watch a video, then that's kind of their click through and they may not come back and click through to your website for what you want them to click through for later on in the email, right? They may they may feel like that's their action and they took the time to watch the video and that sort of like that's their action for the day, right? Yeah, well, and so it's like if I wanted them to watch a video, I mean, because I've done stuff too, you know, where, um, I, I mean, I've done things too where it's like I put a video on my site or it's just something funny. I'm like, go watch this, whatever. But I'm always sending them off because each of those, right? If you, if you tag them, 
each of those, you know, oh, wow, these person, the, the, the subscriber, excuse me, is interested in watching a video. The subscriber's interested in an article on Medium. The subscriber, you know, some of that stuff. Um, yeah, Justin was saying, you know, uh, case studies. Why do I know, Justin, I swear I know you, or I'm, I think I'm on your list. Is he a video guy? Are you a video guy, Justin? I'm like, I know, I'm like, I know Justin. I think I'm on his list. Yeah, Justin um, does great videos. Okay. Well, then I subscribe to your stuff, Justin. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, case studies are fantastic, you know, and to me, that's also that's also sort of a um, just sharing the journey, documenting what's going on. Yeah, um, I wanted to turn to um, back a little bit. I know you're not doing uh, WordPress design and that kind of stuff for, for clients anymore. Um, a lot of people, I won't say a lot of people, but there's definitely people more so that I'm hearing about now than before are actually moving off of WordPress because they don't want to keep up with the plugins and the uh, redesigns and the new versions and the security and hosting separately and domain here and, you know, all the things that come with it. And people are going to services such as Kajabi and other other services. Um, what do you think of those other options? And do you think that's a trend that's going to uh, get bigger? Or do you think that's something for more for specialists who are already, you know, sort of deep into their business. No, I, I, I totally see it shifting. It's, and you look at page builders, right? And you look at page builders within the WordPress space and people want more control. And as an, I mean, I own Kajabi. I'm a Kajabi founder. Like I bought it because it was knowing I wanted to do a, a membership or a continuity and products. And at the end of the day, I was like, I, I don't want to do 52 integration. I don't want to do WooCommerce. I don't want to do a membership on top of that. I don't want to redo. I, I just didn't, right? I love and Kajabi. Oh my God, these blueprints. They have, they're going to have self-hosted webinars. I don't know if you knew that. It's mm -hmm. I have ClickFunnels, right? Because I wanted to test the power of all of that happening. Can I do most of all that in WordPress? I can, but I can do it in a fraction of the time. And so it's going to be, I, I think there's, we're just going to see more and more of this. I mean, you look at, what was it, two, at three years ago, nobody knew of Teachable or Thinkific, and Teachable yeah. had a different name to begin with. So there's different platforms that are suited, Wix and Squarespace, which Wix makes me crazy, but Squarespace I've never used. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, that's you know what's crazy, Ross? I even thought, I was like, maybe I should just put Kim Doyle on Kajabi. <laughs> and then I found um, a, a, a Beaver Builder template that I liked because I was like, that's where I'm going to sell. That's where the membership, everything's going to be in Kajabi, you know, but at the same time, I like creating in WordPress. I like writing. I like the options. And I was like, Oh, but you couldn't use this lead gen or you couldn't use this content upgrade or you couldn't use this. So um, I, I think they're just, it's going to keep shifting. I mean, WordPress is always going to have a place in my heart, obviously. Right. Right. But there's a learning, there's a learning curve with the um, different page builders too. And, um, I know I've played around with a few of them and I've had, you know, good results with some others. I've struggled a little bit to learn. So I went on and used because there's about five or six of them that I've, <laughs> I've played around with. And uh, like when you use uh, you said a, a template in Beaver Builder, do you use just like the basic Beaver Builder theme and then drop a template in that? Or you pick a like a Genesis theme and then you use a like a template per page or for the overall site? Like, how do you bring that all together? I'm all, I so, like, so my site is Genesis and I want to say it might be the minimal theme. 
Um, but I've, I've had so much custom work done to it. My homepage is Beaver Builder. And then, like I said, you know, I've got developers mm -hmm. and stuff. And for a long time, I just did it all myself, right? But again, I, what happens is I'll see something. I'm like, I like that. Go make that for me. And then when Beaver Themer came out, because you can carry elements, you can do a header or a footer across all your blog pages, right? And, mm -hmm. and so that kind of stuff. So even for lead surveys, right? It's on Genesis. And like I told you, I've got someone else doing a new site for me and it's going to be built on Genesis. Mm -hmm. And then we will use Beaver Builder for specific pages. Right, right. And, you know, you talked about um, click funnels. And of course, click funnels, um, Russell makes the argument to the founder that you don't even need a website anymore. <laughs> Basically, you just need your click funnels and your sales pages and your landing pages and things like that. And you move people through the funnel, you sell them, and, you know, your content can be anywhere or nowhere, right? Um, depending. What do you think of that? Because there's also some people who like to say you don't even need a website websites are dead or you just need a simple brochure website and then all the rest are like landing pages and things that really aren't part of your website's menu okay well first of all for somebody who says websites are dead he creates a boatload of content <laughs> right i mean he, right. he creates a ton of content you know and unless you're really good with click i'm a click funnels customer i love it mm -hmm. for funnels um, but from a content perspective, it's not my favorite. I don't think, I think even memberships within ClickFunnels are lacking. Mm -hmm. It does what it's supposed to do. It's not, you know, it does what it's supposed to do. And so I think at the end of the day, you have to say to yourself, what do I enjoy doing? You know, and it's it's just the, the whole, you don't need a website. ClickFunnels is a website. I mean, if you've got a funnel, it's essentially a website, right? So you right, just, right. you're not putting navigation on your funnels. Um, but otherwise, there are a lot of people that I know that are using ClickFunnels for websites. They have podcasts, they have blogs, they have navigation. So it, it it's essentially just another platform for building a website, right, is all it right. is. And for what it's worth, like, I feel that, you know, you know, again, and I, I watched the uh, Gary Vaynerchuk keynote when he was at the ClickFunnels viral party. Um, and I watched it on YouTube. And he's like, you know, nothing is everything. Right. right. So because because he made a comment about, um, uh, you know, voice being key and it's just going to get bigger because you're going to have people going into Alexa and Google Home and Echo and all these different voice options. And will you be able to go, you know, Alexa, play the WordPress chick, right? Podcast, whatever, you know. So mm -hmm. and he said and, and somebody asked him, so you said everything's going to voice. He said nothing is everything. So just live streaming. They're all phenomenal tools. You have to find that thing that you can be consistent with, that you can be yourself with, and you're going to stick with it. That That's what's going to work, right? Yeah. I mean, Gary, I just saw Gary at VidSummit, and he said, um, vo the quote that stood out to me, voice is the next frontier, was the mm -hmm. thing that keeps playing in my head. And he talked about uh, podcasts and, you know, reports and things that run on Alexa. And, of course, podcasting, he feels, is still a tremendous opportunity for a lot of people and you know my friend roberto blake who's a really big youtuber was telling me like i guess about a year ago he was saying to me uh yeah people can do great things with with youtube but there's a lot of opportunity in podcasting and he was going to put a focus on on audio content and podcasting because people can take them with you and you're not connected. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're not you don't need Internet connection and all that kind of stuff. You can listen to it while you drive. And um, so at the I, dentist. I, at the dentist, <laughs> right. I listen, I listen to audio everywhere, 
I'm, like, I swear to God, I go back, like I had a, a plastic crate in my car of audio cassette tapes, like way back books on tape. I'm like, I consume audio. I'm the rudest shopper. I ignore everybody. I'm like, what can I listen to? At long drives, I'm like, woohoo, two hours in the car. Right. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that, that I, I do with live streams often um, is that I will listen to them like a, like a radio show because I have work to do. So I'll work in another browser and mm -hmm. I'll listen to the conversation because, after all, it isn't like we're exploring new physical territory here where we're going to like we're not climbing a mountain or, you I'm know, not showing you how to build something. Right. <laughs> There's not a football game going on or something like that. It's two people sitting here talking to each other. Okay, I see what they look like, where they're at, and now I can go into another browser and do my work and listen. So even even live streams, I think good live streams are are almost podcasts. You, you rip the audio, you have a podcast. Now, of course, there's a reason for doing dedicated audio content and different short form, long form, all that stuff. But I think a lot of Live streamers should take a look at their content, myself included. I need to start doing this and think about whether or not uh, a whole show or part of a show or segments of a show or a single question or whatever it is could make up a, a, a nice podcast for that day or for that week. Well, and don't you think, I mean, you could even, it's funny as I was sitting here thinking about, again, ClickFunnels, because they create so much content now, which I do think has, has, really helped. It's what made me a customer again, truly. Like I bought Expert Secrets. I loved it. And then I started consuming the content and God bless Russell Brunson. I wish I had like an eighth of his energy. Right. <laughs> but it's like, but, but it was to get to see him like as a dad and a husband and all of those things behind the scenes and to see that stuff goes sideways for them or they have haters and, right. and they, but they get it done. And so there's this connection piece. Right. But I think a, like you watch his marketing secrets podcast, he's always doing it. He does it on a camera and right. sometimes he's dry, whatever. But so we could take this Ross and everything we've mentioned. If you had a good audio editor, you could overlay this with lead surveys and different things we've talked about and how you could, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you could right. produce an entirely like three pieces of content from this. Right, right. And I, I see how some YouTubers do a live stream and then like Owen Video is great at this. And then he cuts up each major question into a separate YouTube and he's got five days of uh, YouTube content. And then within that comes short clips that can become Instagram videos and, you know, re-uploads to Facebook and, and all that. So there's a lot one piece of content can do. If you take the time, um, I know I'm always focused on the next creation, right? It's like, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Let's, what's next? Let's promote what's next. Although I think you get far more mileage out of repurposing than you do out of promoting something coming. Mm -hmm. And I say that as somebody who, who tends to very much value promoting my guests and what's coming up next. But I think there's a lot of mileage that you get out of repurposing both for you as the, the host, but also for your guests as that stuff gets reshared and, you know, shared again and shared on different platforms and all that kind of stuff. I mean, a lot of times, even with Facebook, uh, your views will double overnight or more, more mm -hmm. than double overnight after, after a show. So uh, Larry asks, I, I might have missed this, but when is lead surveys launch date? You said uh, December, right? Well, we're launching in November. November, okay. I'm like, I wish I had a real, I do. Hold on, I have a bookcase. I'm going to knock on wood. 
Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, you're you know, like coming to grab like a, the lead surveys manual or something. No, no, I can show you. We do have um, Lexi the fox, right? Our mascot. Yeah, yeah. I love her. Um, no, it, it's it's going to be live for people to start using. The goal is December first, um, and it's just we'll be launching. It's you guys. It's been a crazy journey. I'll tell you. We started talking about this almost a year ago, and then life gets in the way, and then just different stuffs come up and everything takes longer than you think. So that's why it's always best just to go do it, right? Just get in yeah. there and start. Um, but we will, I'll be doing, I don't know if we're going to do founder specials again or not, but we will be, I'll be marketing it in November. Um, I think we will do founders accounts and the purpose of the founders accounts, like 25 maybe. So we'll do one-on-one -on -one onboarding and help you set up your segments. Um, and so I'm, and truthfully, like I'm, I'm watching what ClickFunnels has done. I mean, it, it blows my mind when I see that, they have become a $100 million SaaS company in three years with no venture capital. They took over the space from Lead Pages. They owned it, right? Lead Pages right. has investors. ClickFunnels doesn't. So there's some, I want people to feel a part of this family with us, right? Like people to, so there, how do you do that? And so it's going to be this transparency, this journey. And we've got a podcast coming called Don't Give a Fox because Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking careful there, careful there. <laughs> Don't give a fox. Um, so yeah, you know, it's it's going to be fun and it's things may, I know stuff will come up, right? And I don't, hopefully servers don't crash. We've got Pagely and stuff, but things are going to come up. And it's just, I think most people are really, you know, okay with things when you communicate. Just go, this happened, we're on it. We're going to get you guys an update or whatever. You know, it's like just making sure. So, I mean, we've got teams in place for support and marketing and all that stuff. But here we go. <laughs> right, right. You mentioned that you're um, moving to doing your site under your name, KimDoyle.com, uh, as a new site. For people who are uh, still searching for their, you know, their domain to build their website, do you recommend for most people go with your name, or do you recommend go with a, a business name or a nickname or something you want to be known as? You gotta go with what feels, and it's. I, I know I'm not helping, right? Like it's so ambiguous <laughs> because the, because the truth is, for I had the wherewithal, all my social platforms except for my my Facebook page or Kim Doyle, right? So I knew something mm -hmm. there. I don't know that I was ready. I I really suffered with imposter syndrome. Who am I? I'm not a developer. I'm not a coder. Yet I'm owning this name. Like ignorance was bliss when I took the WordPress chick, but I I fell in love with WordPress and I thought, okay, this is fun. I can totally do this. And you know, so it's like you have. I think at the end of the day, it's whatever you're going to be consistent with, and make sure you know. And then as I got going, I pulled my name into the logo, and now people know it's me. And now I'm like. I think it might, I think it's time. It's time to right, move in right. this direction. So um, you have to go with wherever you're going to show up most often, most consistently and most authentically. So uh, if anybody wants to jump in with us, uh, Kim can take a question live. Uh, you can join us uh, in the third seat here on uh, Be Live TV. The link is pinned in uh, the chat. So uh, you'll see it there. Uh, just click that link. You'll come into the library, uh, the lobby, the library. <laughs> yes, please come into the library, whisper, uh, very, talk very softly. Uh, uh, but come into the lobby, and we can bring you up and into the show. Mitch Jackson asks, does Kim have an app to share some of her enthusiasm and excitement? <laughs> um, 
It's it's called no more service work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you know what, Mitch? It's funny. Like this is I I don't know. It and trust me, you guys. I was napping like an hour and a half ago. It, it's, it was a long week last week, but I had to, I raised my desk. I've got a Vera desk. And so, um, lead surveys, chick.com taken. <laughs> Don't take it, Larry. Don't do that and sell it to me. Um, no, you know what? It's funny. Trust me. Like this is why, because I, I just, as soon as I owned that I need to do this, right. It was like the podcast, you guys, I talk in circles. I use a lot of self-deprecating humor <laughs> and I'm like, I make up words. I'm like, whatever, you know, but I just, I, I just think I'm going to totally quote Dr. Seuss is no one is more you or than you. Like, this is the only differentiating factor we have at this point, right? right. Is who we are. And, you know, I've been to hell and back personally in my life. I've been through some tragedies and I've gotten back up. I'm like, you know, and then even last week going through stuff, I was like, thank God I do this for a living because it allowed me the space to take an afternoon off or just check out for the week or whatever I needed to do. So, um, yeah, you know what my app is too? Podcasts, audiobooks, Disney music. I do not listen or watch anything that makes me feel crummy. So there's that match. I'm truly <laughs> like this little kid at heart. So you don't watch much news or depressing stuff. <laughs> nope. If, if there's nothing on TV, but like, I kind of want something on the background. Like I've already watched the holiday movie mm -hmm. like three times. This it's not even Christmas yet. I've watched Harry Potter over and over and over. It's on in the background, you guys like, cause the music makes me happy. It's all about like, there's this, you know, altruistic message or whatever, but I'm like, you know, I have a Disney playlist on Spotify. I'm like, whatever makes you feel good. Another right. playlist is I've got this. I'm like, <laughs> You can do this. <laughs> Get up today. <laughs> right, right. Well, with podcasts, um, and you mentioned Spotify, there's so many options now for, I don't want to say distribution, because you're, you're not really distributing the podcast there. You're, it, it's more a directory. iTunes is a, you're listing it, right? Maybe mm -hmm. it's the same thing and I'm splitting hairs, but, um, how, where do you, where do you put your podcast besides iTunes and Google Play? And, and what are some of the newer or other options that you think people should look into in addition to, you know, Apple and Google? <laughs> well, Apple, Google, like you're saying, um, you know, I've, I've repurposed some of my podcasts with repurpose Handy's tool to YouTube. And I, I don't, I, I wish I could tell you, honestly, I think the biggest thing is making sure you do a decent amount of promoting it, right? Like right. it kind of makes me cringe before I did the daily email. When I think about like, I would publish stuff and I didn't email. Nobody knew it was live, right? Right, right? And so now it's like, you have to make sure to let people know and then revisit it, requeue your stuff, reschedule it. And the other piece of course is like anchor. I think you can use anchor to promote a podcast. So you can only do five minute snippets, but hey guys, you know, this is what I, this is who I talked to this week. Be sure to check out the site, you know, and whatever your URL is, use a shortener. But you know, I would find, cause especially on anchor, if you're going to be promoting a podcast, you've got audio listeners, right? And so, right. and then doing stuff like this, getting on other shows, guest posting on sites, you know, it's all this stuff. I, you know, I finally got it, Ross. I feel like people are like, well, ugh, I don't want to do that. Well, if I do an email, I will repurpose it into a post most of the time, not every time. But the truth is that it can take me three hours three, four hours to do the email, to do the post, to do the image, to schedule the social media images, to then add it to the requeue. But I'm like, but that's, that, that's my business, right? Like right, it's right. all part of it. And then I'll go spend time in, in Facebook groups. And it's like, 
and having conversations. So I, I don't know that there isn't a spot necessarily. I'm not Gary. <laughs> so I can't tell you like, you know, right, other right. than Echo and, and all those Amazon Alexa and stuff. But um, it's making sure that you're letting people know it's out there consistently. That's right. Larry asks, um, was it important for lead surveys to have a mascot icon interested in knowing the beginnings? Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is we did two episodes of, of the story of coming up with lead surveys because like in my head, I pictured all this great stuff. And then when I gave Gordon my wish list, he was like, okay, girl, you got to slow your roll. <laughs> right. But, and we, and we looked at stuff yet when we, so I became this complete nut about signing up for free trials or stuff to watch the onboarding and to watch a character and stuff. So we thought about it and he had suggested a mascot and I felt like it was very passe. Like that was like, mm -hmm. no. Nah. And then I started looking at some of these other brands and I was like, Oh, like I connect with that or I see that mascot and I know like Optin Monster, I can see the little one eyed monster, right? You think about different brands and even ClickFunnels, you, you can picture the gears, right? When you think about ClickFunnels. And so for, for me, I, I wanted to have some fun with this again. And the don't, it was, what were we going to call it? Um, zero foxes given were, was going to be the original, <laughs> right? And so, because I'm like, if this is fun, we can have some fun with this. And, and we also wanted a mascot that was smart. Um, and so, you know, then we came up, it was actually Dave Toomey, who's a big WordPress guy who said, I think it should be don't give a fox. And I was like, because the truth is when you're generating leads and you're communicating with people, it's not about you. Nobody, you know, nobody gives a fox <laughs> about, you know, they want to know what's in it for me sort of. And so I was like, we can, we can totally have fun with this. Plus I'm like, you see, I've got stickers. I'm like, we can do swag. It's just all those little things. So it was, but it was an, it was a lot of wondering and even the logo and stuff. I mean, that takes a lot more time than you would think. Every time you say Fox like that, I know it's coming, but coming from a radio background, my heart skips a beat thinking like, uh -oh. I'm going to get fired. Whoops. Wait, no, nobody can fire me. This is my, my thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't work for anybody doing this. So yeah, they fox all the, the amount of times <laughs> that you want. Uh, Sarah asks, you know, um, if you had, you know, failed or sort of fallen down in the process of, you know, podcasting and and doing online stuff before you succeeded. I think you mentioned, you know, before you succeeded. Oh, or before you, no. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even let you get that out, Ross, because it was like, yeah. And even then, you know, it's the podcast. Here, here's the thing, you guys, and I know this is going to sound very um, <clears throat> ambiguous again, mm -hmm. but it's like things when you do the stuff you love and do it consistently and with a commitment and the right intention, it works out. Like I had zero expectations for the podcast. I've had sponsorships, but I mean, I've gotten coaching and, and, and clients and um, relationships, that has been the biggest win of that at all. But I just needed to have more fun. I, I was right, a big right. podcast consumer. And so I did. And here's what I used to do though, Sarah, is it's like, I would, I would put a course out and then I'd be like, Oh, I spent 1500 on ads and we sold two. So we're upside down <laughs> and I guess nobody wants this. Right. Instead of going, well, two people bought. So your ad probably sucked get feedback on the course and you do it again and you right. do it again and you do it again. Right. And so what happens is that people do stuff and then it doesn't go the way we see everybody else's gazillion dollar launches, you know, but yet 
Well, I mean, it is, right? And it's funny, I was looking at, you know, Troy Dean is a dear friend. I love him to pieces in the WordPress space. They just did this big launch for WP Elevation. It's like a certification course. Troy's been running WP Elevation, don't quote me, four, five-ish years now. And he's switched the model and stuff. And they had their biggest launch yet because of reading Expert Secrets. And you guys take the time to do the messaging. This is the stuff that I felt like was missing. It's like I would create a course or a product because people might tell me they want it. And then I would just put it out there and I would follow someone's webinar template. But I never stepped back and said, you know, how does somebody want to feel, right? I know this sounds very like "Ah, fluffy, but it's like, you need to do this. Like you need, and so what I did is the first lead surveys, I did a promo webinar that was a complete cluster, Sarah. I was like, I'm gonna live stream it. It broke, it fell apart. I was like, all discombobulated. I was like in tears afterwards. And I was like, go take a nap, go take a nap. And then the next morning, my friend Steve and I took two hours and we broke it down. Like, look at this side, this side, this side. And then we had all these questions from people. And then when I drank the Kool-Aid with ClickFunnels, I got his perfect webinar script and I spent a month reworking this, like pages of, of okay, what is this? And what is this? And what is this, right? And, uh, and it was like, and then I did the same thing <clears throat> for um, another course I'd done. It felt, it was a little bit outside of my comfort zone with some of the language, but I felt so good because I had practiced it and I'd worked so hard on the messaging. And still, then you go back and you tweak it. You know, Russell Brunson says he mm-hmm. ran a webinar once a week for a year till they figured out the right message for ClickFunnels. Yeah, I mean, there's some podcasters who've gotten really good who say, like, just get started. Your first 50 are going to suck or your first 100 (laughs) are going to be awful. I'm thinking, wow, that's that is a commitment. And you know what, though, for for a lot of people, um, maybe the first one's a struggle and the second one isn't that good. And the the third one's okay, But by the time you get to doing any of these things four or five times, if you're going to be good by the 100th or the 1000th, you're going to start to see in yourself the ability to do it that's going to be motivating. And not every one of these forms of content is for everybody. And the great thing is we now have so many different options that you can pass on a podcast or mm-hmm. video or blogging or email or whatever. Although, you know, I think email, it seems like is really a core part of, of so many people who are successful strategy. But the point is you can... You, in terms of writing, audio, video, you don't have you don't have just one option. You can do short form, long form stories. You can do you know educational stuff. You can do comedy. You can do any any way that you are bet. Like everybody's got something that they can find that's a strength, and then play to that. Right. Right. Well, and the whole thing is like again that mastery piece. So now the better that I feel I'm getting at copy, like. I'm enjoying reading about right. about you know copywriters from the 60s and people that have been around doing direct mail pieces and stuff. But it is, it's one of those things that, wh- and then when, when you figure out like the daily emails, like I can knock out a ton of content now because I've been practicing for a year. I mean, and I've been writing content for years, but the daily email, it's just like any, like working out, right? I mean, 
exercise, you got to lift the weights and it's going to be consistent and consistent, you know? And so, you know, it's just, you know, and to Sarah's point, she's saying it's all showing me that discouragement is usually my own downfall. It totally is. And what happens is we get stuck in our heads. And so that's where like you guys, when I was going through some personal stuff last week, I reached out to my friends online. I'm like, I need some sport, send me some, you know, good juju, like send me thoughts, prayers, whatever works. Um, and I felt it. And it's like to know, I mean, real connections and, and having conversations with people. Ross, we've hopped on Facebook Live or right. private message just chatting or I would do this or I would do that. And it's like, right. so you, you cannot do this alone. And and I used to get in this. I don't have time for Facebook. I don't have time for groups. I've got work to do, like work to do. Right. And it's like, this is the work. And it's awesome. Right. And now you have a Facebook group. And now I have a Facebook group. Amazing group. I love these. It's just I'm having a ton of fun. Where do you think um, Facebook groups fit in? Like, you know, I, I might keep thinking like eventually everybody's going to have a Facebook group. It's going to be like a resume or a LinkedIn profile. Like you, you can't go to work without a Facebook group. But what's a Facebook group? <laughs> yeah, but we're getting to that stage. And will that make Facebook groups a commodity or are they still going to be a competitive advantage for those that that? you know, really are able to, I don't know, maximize, it's, I guess, the opportunity that it, that it provides. Well, you know, the thing is, though, Ross, it's just like anything else. Most people won't stick with it, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what's going to happen. And, you know, I, again, um, who's uh, Shane Miloch, who is behind Thrive Themes, and I love their tools and stuff, too. They have a podcast. I think it's called Active Growth. And he was launching it, and he said, the easiest way to succeed is just to do the stuff that's hard because most people right. will give up after time. Right. And so, and we all have those moments. Like I don't beat myself up when a week goes sideways or something happens, God forbid. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, nah, you get back up tomorrow. So with Facebook groups, if you're willing to stick with it and just your intention, you can have a, a desired goal or outcome. Right. And yes, they're selling and all of that. But when it's like, I'm here to make real connections, provide real value, meet real people, and you stick with it. It has to just be just like brushing your teeth. You know, right. you don't start doing that. Oh, I have to do this again today. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> you got to brush your teeth. So you look at these pieces like a Facebook group. If you're willing to do those things, and, and I believe like, thank God for, you know, like Steve, I mean, we are um, partners in this. And so it's like, there's no way I could do this group without his support and his backup or, you know, where we're going to take things. And so, and we're going to have to look for probably another admin or moderator. And, and so it's one of those things that if, if you're just willing to stick with it, practice things and, and you'll succeed, you will. So I think you're going to see a lot of Facebook groups go sideways or people give up on them because instead of saying like where we were talking with Sarah, instead of saying, well, People seem to really resonate with this. People respond every day, every Monday right. to what are your plans for the week? They're waiting for that. They're waiting for your cue, you know, so you have to keep trying it until something works. And if what you're doing isn't working, look at other people who are doing it and just model. Don't be them, but say, oh, okay, I need to relax a little bit or I need to right. have a little more fun. <laughs> right. Well, Mitch really kind of sums up what you were talking about really well he says you know um from what he's hearing the takeaway is always keep moving forward put in the time and work never stop trying and experimenting and i guess my philosophy is uh, you know when it all comes down to the online space and 
you know, this isn't necessarily what a client would want to hear or whatever, but it's all trial and error. Everything we learn is by, okay, I think this kind of tweet is going to work, or I think this kind of blog post. And then you learn more and you, okay, it's working. It's not working. Where do I shit? I mean, there's no, and, and, and even if you get the formula down, if you stick to that formula, what worked in 2015 isn't going to work in 2019. So you're never done doing trial and error right. and experimenting. Well, it's kind of life, right? right, right. We, learn, we learn by making mistakes. And you know, it's uh, to your point. But too, it's that, different than the assembly line, right? Like when you, you learn how to, you know, put the product right. th together or screw the top on the bottle or whatever. That that could last somebody for 40 years in business, right? But, yeah. you know, having 10 years of digital marketing experience, if you haven't updated your skills, if you haven't played around with new tools and tried new forms of content, um, it, it's almost better to be starting new because at least you're diving into where we're at right now with things and what resonates with people today. Well, and, and I think what happens too is that people do these absolutes. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at sales. I don't like to pitch. I don't want to be salesy. I mean, like for, for a little bit, there was this kind of whole thing of I'm tired of launches and this, and I'm like, it's just marketing. It, that's all it is. All of these different methodologies are, methodologies are, are how people market. On, if you don't like it, don't do it. It's cool. Go do what you can do, right? But at the end of the day, like, just stop bitching and go implement, right? And so the whole thing is, is if, you know, coming in with this stuff today, th there's too many types of things that you can do. There's too many ways to iterate. There's The easiest thing is just share the journey. Stop looking for the one thing that's gonna, like I did that for a long time. I was like, mm -hmm. right? Like, and it was just right. like, oh, for the love. Like, I can't think that hard anymore. I gotta go do my thing. I gotta be me. It's way easier. And the other thing is you have to be willing to say, what I've done hasn't worked. So when I told you that I used Russell's perfect webinar and I spent right. forever redoing this, towards the end I was like, and, and Steve was like, okay, you gotta stop saying, you don't like sales. And it's like, I don't even hear it, right? I practice it. Right, I don't right. even hear me pre-qualifying. And it's like, well, when I do say that, it doesn't work. So how about we zip it? How about right. we not do that? And I'm willing to, to practice and get better at it because what I've done hasn't given me the results. So why not try something different? That's right. So of all your different online properties, where is the first one people should go look for you? Uh, after the broadcast ends, of course. The WPChick.com. The WPChick.com. So yep. let me put that up on the screen. Make a note of that. Let me try it again. Um, talking about things. There we go. Uh, the WPChick.com. Uh, our guest has been Kim Doyle. And it's been another fantastic conversation. Talking to you is just really like listening to your podcast. That's how authentic and real you are. And I hate the word authentic, but in this case, I actually think it's a compliment. Uh, so I, not a strategy, but it actually means what it means, right? Like, like it's a strategy. Be authentic. Like, oh, if you can, if you can fake that, then you'll be, you'll have it all made, right? But, yeah. uh, but no, it you're fa you're fantastic, and it's great chatting with you. And I always learn so much uh, from what you do. And um, just glad to have you on the show. And look forward to uh, lead surveys when they do come out. Thank you, Ross. It's the same thing. I have a blast with you. I appreciate everything you do. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. I've had a blast ch chatting with everybody. So.
Come say hi. Connect with me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And don't forget, I will be on the Be Live full day celebration uh, in just a little while, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Rachel Moore and I will do a mini Best of Be Live. We'll have a top 10 list, top 10 things that you can do to be Best of Be Live from 9.30 to 10. Do please join us over on the Be Live TV Facebook page. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Have a great night, everybody, and join us later tonight again on the Be Live TV Facebook page.